TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. We want to have, to have good for our kids and the best for our kids. And we think that there's no way in our generation without young a relationship. In our community, they get to mature earlier because this is the education. This is the this is the, 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 the people who are living there. That the both parents are involved. And people teachers are involved. They're gonna always gonna find the best solution. I'm Mandy's older brother and we escaped like almost at the same time. So they're basically not anti-Zionism, they just pro themselves. I mean, they'll say everything to everyone, whatever they need something from you. So they'll say they need something from Israelis, so they'll be pro-Israelis. They need something from Iran, so they'll be anti-Zionism. They want something from Jews, so, oh, you're Jewish and whatever. And behind you, they'll say that you're not Jewish and no one is Jewish except them. Even Satmar, even the Torah Karta, even Breslov, they think and they teach you that they are the only Jews and there is no more Jews outside. Mashiach will come just to them and everything is just related to them. We're looking at Leif Tahar, an extremist group. Uh, they're called Pure Heart. They're a religious group formed by Shlomo Helbrands in 1988. They are a cult, a dangerous cult. Uh, they've been accused of kidnapping, sexual abuse, child abuse. They were in the United States. They've been in Israel. They've been in Canada, Guatemala, Mexico. I believe they're currently in Romania. They have about two to 300 adherents. And we're looking at what they're doing, what their threat that they pose. And Rabbi Shiahacht, who's written years ago, Confessions of a Jewish Cult Buster, he's also with the National Committee for the Furtherance of Jewish Education, a good friend of the broadcast, and he knows what's happening with Leif Tahar. So, Rabbi Shiahacht, Shavuot thank you for joining us. Shavuot Tov to you, and first of all, let me say a mazel tov to you and Adina. You should have a nachas from this uh, couple and the others. And, uh, and continued success in, 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 in making simchas from one simcha to another simcha. Amen, amen. Uh, so tell us about Leif Tahar. They, they're a cult. They hide under the banner of religion, and the women wear full veils, and they abuse the kids, and they're on the run from government to government. And they're people that have been killed because, and we'll talk about that uh, on our broadcast as well, you're involved in exposing them. So tell us more about them than just a brief introduction that I just gave. Okay. The first thing is we don't have enough time today, tonight, or if we had the next 24 hours, to talk about Leif Tahar and the wrongdoings that they have been doing over the years. But I think there's a few very, very important facts that we have to point out. Number one, just because the leader or leaders have a beard and pace, and just because they can call themselves Rebbitzin and dress with the most modest of clothing, if that's called modest and proper clothing, uh, that doesn't make them holy, it doesn't make them pure, it doesn't make them right. Uh, the first, let's talk about the first charges that we can talk about later to her. Those who have joined that cult have been isolated from their families. They've been told to go away from their families, from their parents, from their rabbeim, from their rosh yeshivas, from their seminaries. No one is holy enough. No one is good enough. No one is pure enough, but only their group. Once a group, once a teacher, once a, 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 a um, uh, an instructor will tell you that everybody else is trace and they're the only ones kosher, it's a problem that we have to worry about. Now, my dear friends, besides for the fact that these people had to run from Canada, from one place in Canada, from Quebec, they had to run to Ontario, from Ontario, they ran now to Panama, uh, to, uh, to, um, to, excuse me, to Guatemala, and, and other uh, countries that they have, but as you mentioned, in Romania, and uh, ties with uh, Iran, that alone would, would should be enough of a suspicion. The first thing is we have to say to ourselves, if these people are running from someone, uh, where are they getting the money from? And unfortunately, this is a painful thing. They're getting the money from normal, healthy 
good Jewish people who are think they're giving tzedakah. And if there's nothing else can come out from today's program, the first thing is, if these are pe- people that are, do approach you, know that, that, that then if they are not honest, the group is not honest, uh, they are, as you mentioned, the crimes that they have uh, committed, these are crimes that they've been charged for with the, from the American government and from other governments as well. So uh, to think that the whole world is crazy and they are normal uh, would have to put you in into a very, very strange group of people and in a very small group of people. So the first thing is, I think that nothing else can come, come out. We have to know that these are people who are unfortunately right now collecting money in our shtiblach, in our shuls, in our organizations, in our communities, and we have to, when someone comes around and collects money, we should know if, where the money is going. And, and let me say, Rabbi Sheer Hechtes, that the fake boast in the video that's online is that they received $400,000 donation in one period of time, including 60000 from a soccer businessman in Brooklyn. This is where they boast online. So I'm just saying what they've said, and they seem very happy about it. That's a lot of money that a cult is raising. And they and when you saw how they lived in Guatemala in huts, and and in containers, and with the with the all kind of extreme heat, no air conditioning, and how they have the, they're brainwashing the children, and how they're hitting, and they're beating uh, their followers. So it's it's a lot that goes on. They talk about malchus, and which means you know to get you know with the whip where they get or belt lashes lashes, lashes of the whip. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, their their warped uh, and 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 uh, psychology and their uh, misinterpretations of, of the Bible of 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 Chumash of Torah of, uh, of likewise of of the Talmud uh, these are very very unfortunate things where they're putting their people confined the, the the danger which unfortunately is somewhat avatulda it's only something of an outburst of the way they treat starting with their children starting with their women and and even their men uh, to think about it in today's world where they uh, think that they have a bezin and their bezin is able to uh, find you guilty of receiving Malchus and then Malchus is done in a way of most uh, 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 degrading uh, fashion whatsoever where they will strip the person waist up and 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 uh, give the Malchus in public in front of other people uh, is a little bit crazy. And we're not talking about this. We're talking about men and women. Uh, these, these are things that are taking place. They themselves have, uh, in, the, in videos that have been going around over the last few weeks, and whoever is uh, responsible for those videos, uh, my hat goes off to you. You, uh, I, I hope I, I, uh, I had somewhat of a, of a play within that. Uh, but the, the, a tremendous amount of research has been done over the past few years, but particularly over the last few months, there are people who have traveled down uh, to Guatemala. They've met with the Guatemalan company, the, the, the country, and meaning with, with their government. They've worked with uh, uh, the United States government. And uh, thank God there are, uh, first of all, international laws that they have been breaking. And uh, we, we hope that the first thing is that um, our justice a department now and our system will protect the uh, the victims there are many many victims uh as you mentioned maybe they're 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 estimating uh up to 300 victims within this cult that are maltreated they're uh many are put into simple danger for their own life uh besides for the fact that they can take uh a, a guatemalan um, a person who who converted through their conversion just a week later they married him off for a, to a 12 year old girl that's not that they marry uh, off the 12 year old girls which is illegal in all these countries they get away with it uh, but they've been marrying and they force uh this kind of situation and in fact that the leadership has been accused of uh, of sleeping with both me- boys i don't know about girls uh uh, so it, it, we're talking about a perverted group in addition to anything else. Listen, when 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 you can take children and not feed them, we can take children and you can lock them up in rooms for hours or days, where you can take children and beat them uh, and say that this is all done in the name of God, 
Unfortunately, we're dealing with a very, very, yes, a very, very sick group, but also a very, very evil group. And uh, as I said, the first thing what everyone can do is make sure that we're not supporting them in any which way. The second thing, that those who are able in a position that they're able to somehow to uh, speak up and get either if the members of our government or, or, or uh, elsewhere, that should be done as well. My number one concern, and as a, a, for, for many, many years being a deprogrammer, my main concern is for these families and the children of these families. Some of these families have uh, attempted to leave or tr tried to leave or are trying to leave. And uh, they're, unfortunately, their lives are in danger because if they, they're caught by the cult that they're trying to leave, uh, the, the worst things possible that we can think of can happen to these kids. Weren't, and, some, and these weren't families. some of the kids kidnapped that they came to escape to the United States? Um, well, the, when you say the word kidnapped, it was, it was both ways. There were... Uh, kidnapped, unfortunately. So meaning that they were schlepped from one side and then they were kidnapped back. Uh, and, and I believe that that particular family, if, if, if you're talking about a specific family, uh, today are, are in safe hands. Uh, but again, uh, as, as I said, there was, there was a, uh, a, a video that was, that was made, um, somewhat of a documentary video that was sent out uh, YouTube and some of the other carriers uh, that, uh, thank God, uh, tens of thousands of people have viewed that. And I think it's important to get the, get the word out. First of all, get the word out to understand that this, these people are bad people. Second thing is that it's also many We have to understand that there's times we have to speak up against evil, not necessarily because we're going to save those who are doing the evil, but from others to uh, to distance themselves from evil, have to understand that there are good people uh, who, who are speaking out. And as we know, uh, it wasn't that long ago, it's only 90 years ago, when, when our enemy said uh, the, the, the first thing, when good people don't speak out, when people do bad things, they unfortunately can get away with it and continue doing those bad things. So um, some protest has to be made. I'm not saying that every single person has to make the protest. Uh, but there are pe people who have to speak out. First of all, Pasconim that are working in this area have to have to be uh, have to speak out. And of course, uh, there's uh, our Rabbanim and Rebis that uh, have an opportunity and have spoken against these people. Um, you know, I, I've dealt with with this cult uh, 20 years ago with families who were unfortunately broken by these by these people. And, and affected by these people and, and victims of, of these people, uh, some of them who are still hurting till today that their children and family members have not come back home. Uh, as I said, the first um, ingredient that they have is isolation. The first ingredient that they have is that they basically tell their uh, subjects, they tell their victims that, listen, you can have no contact with your family. Your father's bad, your mother's bad, they're not holy enough, they're not pure enough. We are only the we are the only holy ones. We are the only pure ones. We are the only ones who have the right derech uh, to, to serve Hashem. Uh, and it cannot be that, you know, the whole world is crazy and this small group of people, uh, they have they they know what's best and all the other Jews have been mistaking all, all throughout the year, particularly since the 1980s when they started this cult and, and group. And it was from our Rabbi Shlomo Helbrands, who went to prison. It was controversial. He got out, correct? And then he was found mysteriously killed or drowned. Well, uh, I'm uh, okay. I'm, I'm not going uh, to comment to, to his killing. All I can say is one thing. Years ago, uh, when they asked me to get involved and to be helpful, uh, I've asked many, many questions. And I wanted to know for sure if they're talking about a person, maybe sometimes a person may be an extreme. And just because he's extreme, he doesn't have to be isolated. He doesn't have to be cut off uh, and, and excommunicated from the community. But I had a, a, a person who, who swore to me that he says, I've spent with Shlomo Helbrand from early in the morning, meaning from before, before the time that you could put on film, until late at night, day after day, the man has never put on film. So when you're talking about a person who is 
who is uh, uh, preaching and teaching, and he sets himself up as a as a as a as a teacher and a, a head of a group uh, and uh, a rebbe or a rosh yeshiva, whatever it may be, when he himself is not keeping one of the most important mitzvahs in the, in, in the in, in the Torah for for men to put on film, that is ois. If a man does not put on film, then he he's he basically excommunicated himself, but okay. surely we have to see to it that he should not be not be successful in schlepping other people. But let me and by the, the way, yeah, I'd, I'd like to you know there may be people. First of all, if the people want to know more information, but there may be people who may be associated with the cult and need help. They can reach out to me as well, and I'll I'll give a telephone number, but they, they can call my office. Um, I mean, there are other ways of communication, but I'm not going to give it on the on the, on the radio. But it's seven one eight seven three five zero two zero zero. That's seven one eight zero seven three five zero two zero zero. And I know that this, you know, in today's world, we think that you know sometimes by giving out a telephone number, just the right person has listened at the right at the right moment and made the call and was able to save a person or a family. No, and happens. that's what we're really looking for. Which I think is important, and we'll go out the number again later on. Before we break, Rabbi Shia Hecht, you said, well, he didn't put on tefillin, so therefore it's something not kosher. To me, if he didn't put on tefillin is one thing, but the fact that he's molesting boys and girls and doing uh, the kidnapping and killing, we'll talk about the killings that the cult has been associated with. So the fact that he puts on tefillin is irrelevant. But, uh, but my my point was that even 20 years ago, when he was started and he had legitimacy and he was getting uh, endorsements from various different people, they have various different groups, then already he was not putting on film and there were his people of his, his followers were able to see already that he was not following halacha, was not living as a proper Jew himself. And therefore, how can he preach a gay against others? And how can he set up uh, uh, a home and, and, a, and a cult that would attract uh, so many others? So one of the things is when, when we dealt with cult members, uh, one of the questions we would always ask, always ask in a deprogramming is, have there not been certain things that you yourself have seen that maybe have questions? And that you were not allowed to ask, but you knew they were in principle, you knew they were wrong, that there were wrongdoings that you didn't stand up for, you weren't able to stand up for, you weren't able to ask about. And in many, in most cases, they'll say yes, there were things that either did not make sense, or we knew these things were wrong. Intrinsically, we knew they're wrong. And the same thing I'm saying is some of these people who have are either associated with him uh, pr- presently or in the past. My question is, hey. Then we knew that he was not putting on film. Uh, this is not a small thing when you say putting on film. This is not a, you know. No, it's a, a, it's a major thing, but the, to me, it seems he could have put on film. He'd still be a nice bar. He still would be a, a somebody who's a you're terrible. You're right. hundred percent. So the fact 100%. that he puts on film, he, you know, he can eat like kosher. But he didn't he, start. You see, he didn't start with with some of the the craziness. It goes from one step, midechi yaldechi. It goes from 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 one bad level to the next. Uh, it starts with villain, and then it starts with abuse, and then it starts, and then it goes to murder, and then it, we, we know midvarshek at tirchak. You know, from midvarshim explain, it goes from lying goes to che- from to cheating, from cheating goes to killing. You know, and and that and that's the way it works. And therefore, sometimes it's just by seeing the roots, by seeing the seeds. By seeing the samplings, by seeing the the beginnings and starting off of this person, uh, and and listen, no one no one doubts that Shlem Helburn was a genius. He was a, a person that was unbelievable. Uh, probably had a, a, a photographic memory or pretty close close to that. Was able to play the game from from his accent to his to his uh, to the spiel of of, of Rebbe was uh, done extremely well. If you see some of the videos of he of him himself, <clears throat> the stance that he took and the people that he convinced, governments that he convinced. I mean, at one point, the in the gang, the Canadian government were actually protecting him because he ran from you know when he ran to Canada. And then when he ran from from Quebec to to, to Ontario, well, was, there was a while they he was they were convinced, and then they did their own investigation. 
first, first of all, the fact that he was able to run just the day before they were going to do the raid says that he probably had someone planted within the government. And didn't they someone say also, Rabbi Heber, going to break, didn't they also say that uh, Governor Pataki or those high up were able to get him out of prison after a short period of time because he had political connections or somebody was able to help him? So he seemed to have been <laughs> able to finesse. Uh, the, the original case, first of all, the original case that they had against him was not really happened. It was not, if, if, he, if he would have been a mensch in the courtroom, he probably would have beat the, the charges to begin with. The problem is that he um, did not go with the, the decorum of a, he, he lashed out at the, uh, at the judge. He, he was what we would refer to, he behaved like a, like a mishugana in court. And therefore, the, t- the judge was very, very tough with him. But at that point, mainstream still thought of him as a good person. They really thought, that's what I'm saying. And it was at that time that he was not putting, when it came to me, that he was not putting on film. And they were, and, 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 we, and he was, for, for punishment, he would, he would, he would you know, smack his, his Talmudim. Then it was only a question of pushing, shoving, or, or smacking them. Today, it's a very, very different story. At that point, um, mainstream, if I can call that, you know, of, of, of Judaism, some of our publications who are who are w- well respected within our community wrote nice things about him, uh, and I, I don't blame them. How would have they to know? And and what would have they to know? Uh, it was only later that these things came to light afterwards. So I have I have no kindness to anybody who at that point who either helped them or backed them or gave money then. But now it has gone way too far. And if anyone tell me that they gave money now or are giving money now, you should understand clearly. Don't tell me that, they're, that the kids have to eat. The money doesn't get to the kids to eat. Don't tell me that they're living in housing, housing with mosquitoes and infestments. And, 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 and if you've seen the, the, the video of the conditions that they're living in are really subhuman conditions. But uh, because that, this this is like other third world countries. The money doesn't get to down to the people. It doesn't trickle down. The people on top are taking very, very good care of themselves or spending money on their next uh, trip of where they go hoping to take uh, to Guatemala. Break, but they had the leadership who lives in the air-conditioned uh, homes and everybody else is suffering through the heat of Guatemala when they were there. So they, like all cults, they took care of themselves and neglected and abused their followers. I want to pick up on this. We're looking at the Leif Tahar cult. They looked like Hasidim. The women were fully covered with veils. And uh, they, they were in America. They were in Israel. They were in Canada. They were in Guatemala. I believe they're now in Romania. They flirted with going to Iran. Dangerous, dangerous cult. There's been kidnappings. There's been assaults. There's been abuse. There's been the murder. We'll talk about that when we come back. Rabbi Shia Hecht is, he's written a book years ago, Confessions of a Jewish Cult Buster. He's still looking to bust cults. This time it's Leif Tahar. He's with the National Committee for the Furtherance of Jewish Education. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. One of the most important Jewish institutions in the world today is Talkline with Zeb Brana. He is so smart and he is so innovative and he has so many interesting guests. I don't know what Yiddishkeit, I don't know what New York, I don't know what the world would do without Zeb. So Zeb, Yashikach, may you go from strength to strength and keep, keep informing us and educating us and keep fighting for Jewish values. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Someone from the Vangotan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They say that they were called. There were people calling them to come here and, and, and take the children with them. And he said that instead, the, the procedure will be the, 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 the as follows. He says, yeah. uh, when they come, we all the men will go down down to talk to them. And meanwhile, all the women run up here, and each mother take the children. 
and as, as the, the shahita is made, take a knife and cut. Take a knife? Yeah. And kill with a knife? Yeah, yeah. Take a knife and, and go with the, with the, and they say the, I don't remember the writer. Simone. Yeah, and he said, cut it and, and close the eyes of the children and cut. And if you have, because you have many children, then you start with the small ones. So the big ones can understand what you're saying. And you as mothers start saying that it's uh, very painful what you're going to do, but it's necessary because the ones that were coming are coming to, to take the children away. And better the children die, better have children death than living with the boy. He says that uh, that was that will be taken in account like the shihita of uh, a pure korban. So uh, then we got scared, really scared. That you heard from a member of the Leif to her cult talking about mass suicide. Rabbi Shia Hecht is our guest. He's written the book called Jewish Confessions of a Cult Buster, Confession of a Jewish Cult Buster. Years ago, he's with the National Committee for the Furtherance of Jewish Education. We're looking at the Leif Tahar extremist cult that has been, there have been allegations of rape, murder, kidnappings, and abuse. And uh, we're, we're looking at how dangerous they are. They have about two or 300 members. We just heard Rabbi Shehacht a clip regarding uh, a possibility of mass suicides. We know some of the cults, like Jim Jones, did engage in mass suicide. So if things circle around this group, are we in danger? Are there people in danger that are part of the cult of being part of a mass suicide uh, situation? Well, I must say, even before, you know, when I got your invitation uh, originally to uh, join you this evening to talk about Leiftar, uh with some of the people who are working behind the scenes and trying to expose what's really going on there, we're very, very concerned about this because we do know that uh, if they're not listening to us now live, they're surely going to be uh, going to hear what we speak about. And, uh, and therefore, sometimes too much information may be a little bit scary to them. Look, um, th- they know because of the other press that came out, this is my personal philosophy, is uh, they, they know they have been exposed. Um, it's not even a question of exposed just in, over the last few weeks, uh, the, the article in the Post and the um, uh, video that went around with some uh, ex-members that basically told some of their stories. Uh, by the way, again, just to show the axorious, the meanness and, and the hatred that they had, one of the, that they, that they would separate a, a parent from a child within the cult themselves, where the child and a nursing mother would not be able to nurse her own child uh, because they did something wrong according to their um, their calculations and, and their uh, monitoring of, of people. Um, and, uh, but, but what they I, did, what they I, did with the killings, and, and I saw that on the video, and some of the members testified. I believe even someone, Rabbi Helbrams, the new leader, who was a Helbrams, um, had a sister. He made their made her sister eat something that she was allergic yes. to, yes. knowing that she's allergic that it can lead to fatal consequences, and she died. And then they said the reason why she died, she didn't believe in the Rebbe. Because the Rebbe said that everything is okay. He didn't believe in the Rebbe, so therefore she died. So that's killing. That that's is murder. killing. And, 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 there, and there is no, no question about it that that's one of the lines that they actually use. Um, if uh, something happens bad to you, it's only because you didn't have enough betachon. You didn't, we told you what to do or we led you what to do. But if, uh, if you would have had the right betachon or had the right thoughts and uh, calculation, it's like basically telling somebody, jump off the roof, and if you have the right betachon, you're going you're gonna to live. Everybody knows that that's idiotic and uh, uh, really uh, against Toyota's philosophy and teachings. Um, look, the, the, the real question is, um, how much of these people in this group are victims versus how much is it that they, they, they uh, are crazy themselves and are able to join and follow a leader that uh, is so we'll, we'll get back to that. But people are brainwashed. But let's go to Stan and Forrest Hills. He's been patiently waiting. Stan, your question for Rabbi Shia Hecht. Thank you. Uh, 
First of all, uh, we all know cults exist. They're always around somewhere in that situation. Uh, have you been in contact with the FBI? The FBI one has lists of cults that they watch periodically. Have you uh, been in contact with the FBI? And the countries of the world, they've been in and out of so many of these countries. Have uh, any of the countries' law enforcement uh, uh, situations, have they been in contact with you or have you contacted them? Um, yes, so the, the people who are, who are, there's a group of people right now who have, uh, dedicated themselves to work, uh, to really to free these victims from the cult. They have been in touch with people in Congress. They have been in touch with people in the FBI. Uh, the, the FBI and, and, and have been involved in, in the case. And that's why right now there are a few people sitting in jail. They're hoping to make some more arrests very, very shortly. Uh, that has to do with um, uh, human trafficking and uh, of, of minors and using them. I mean, they, uh, based on the um, the whim and and uh, commandments of the cult leader, they will uh, divorce or or get married. And we're talking about the, the young children, young children as young as 12 years old, girls to 12 years old, uh, to um, as I mentioned earlier. Men who are forty and uh, or you know uh, adult men, any and any barometer that we would apply to this situation, we would simply say that these are sick people and evil people. The real question is, um, how, how much of a of a deal do we have to make? How many people are in danger? What do we have to do to be able to protect these people? As uh, Zev played a few moments ago, they do have an exit plan, and that exit plan is not a very 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 good plan. Uh, Jonestown was one place, but in California that time, um, with with the with the group in California as well, there are unfortunately um, there are cults that have been known that uh, told their their subjects, listen, hurt yourself rather than uh, allow the authorities to step in, and that's a very 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 sad moment. How about fine and and, and that. Go ahead, Sam. Your final. How about how about uh, the the money, the finances of uh, banking institutions to track them down? Uh, have you used any of that? Have you contacted the World Bank or to fi- or you know uh, financial institutions to track them down via their money or accounts? So? First of all, there there has been a tremendous amount of cash that that has been has been has been moved around, and I'm not sure that we're talking about in in, in bank accounts large monies at one time. I think it's it's smaller monies at one time, where it would not uh, signal off to the international um, um, b- bankers of the world. I mean, it's it, it, when, if what you're thinking of, I think, is much greater numbers of money. Now, right right now, we have brought it to the attention of these people, and uh, we're hoping that it is being monitored. But you know, what they say in the hood is the wheels of justice turn slowly. And, and this is a real question. A lot of, as I said to you, there's, there is a group of, of people really dedicated who have spent a lot, a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of energy. energy. And I uh, respect these guys. Uh, I've been in contact with them uh, a number of times. And um, this is going on for quite a few months. Uh, we're hoping that they will, we, will, we will get the right intervention uh, and again, where it's also done in the most safest way that we're able to get these victims out of the cult. Uh, the real question is, again, first of all, getting them out healthy and then the re- re- rehabbing them in the, in, the, in the proper way. Have you got the Mossad from Israel to maybe uh, look for them? I mean, they have the best. Well, they- one of the questions that I've asked for a while is ago is why is it, at, at a certain point Israel was on that case? And then Israel gave up on them. I'm not exactly sure what happened, and that will probably come out in, in, in the future. But uh, yeah, you know, Israel Israel was on top of them and, and let it go. Um, uh, there were America was on top of it. That's how they got to Canada originally. When they went from one place to another place, and then the Canadian government, uh, Canadian government, we know they slipped they slipped out of their out of their uh, out of their hold. 
and 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 made it down to Guatemala. You think this? Uh, you think they're small potatoes? That's why they didn't do anything. They think there may be small potatoes. They're not big enough. That's why they didn't do anything. I'm thinking maybe. I'm thinking on the contrary. Just maybe the opposite. Big potatoes that we think of. There. The real question was. Uh, were they were they tied in with the other businesses in Guatemala and and some of the South American countries that we know the cartels one way or another? I mean, they're, they're, these are we're going, we're talking about places where you know you with money you can buy one side or the other side. Mm-hmm. So um, at, at one point uh, it was it was said that they have been giving uh, one of the sides a lot of money for protection. Mm. That they themselves are, are safe both uh, physically as also uh, uh, legally. Mm. Um, hopefully, now that America has put a little bit of pressure, the local government will have to play up uh, to, to America's stance. Uh, Thank you very is, much. This is hopefully going to play out in the next few weeks, and we're hoping again. Uh, I pray every day that uh, number one is the safety of the children and the safety of the women, and the safety of, of, of the men, too, that are sim- simply subjects and, and were hopped into a, a cult, Rahman uh, al-Islam, that was really a, a evil cult, a deadly cult, uh, uh, one can say perhaps to use the word a satanic cult, because everything is, is uh, the, the, their teachings have been really, really terrible. And starting off with that, everybody else, no Jews are, are good enough. They're the only Jews, Jews in the entire world. When you hear some of their, their philosophy and some of their teachings, truth be said, you say to yourself, because you're not brainwashed, you'd say, hey, I would pick myself up and walk out. But at that point, when you hear those things, uh, when you're in the cult, it may be too late, and it may be a situation where they took your choice away. That's one of the things why when I was a, a active culty programmer, we're not only talking about the perspective of Yiddishkeit, we're also talking about that the cults really, truly rob you and take away your free choice. And therefore, it's, it's anti-American, besides for being anti-religious and anti-Jewish. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for your phone call. I received a phone call that the person want to go on the air saying that maybe... This is what the caller alleges, is that maybe while they were in the United States, even though they were doing bad things, it was one thing. But once they left this country, they engaged in even more vicious activities that they weren't engaged in over here, that they became more extreme because they were forced out of America. There's no question about it. And you study many of the cults, uh, particularly this is not the only Jewish cult that I've dealt with Uh uh, that have uh, been over the years, um, and Baruch Hashem, uh, the team that I've worked with was successful in com- completely dismantling uh, other cults in the past, and therefore it, it, there's no use even talking about it or mentioning it. But in, in the, no, no, there's no question about it in these cults, they go you go from one sin to the other sin, one, one thing leads to another thing. It doesn't start off with right away with the craziest uh, things. First, they do smaller things. This one to get divorced, and this one to get married. And then it becomes crazy. Okay, you're going to marry the 12-year-old, and you're going to marry the 13-year-old, and uh, or we're going to now switch from, you know, our people around and move our people around, or, or the Malchus thing was something that came into into being a, a little bit later. So it's not. It, this was not his design, Shlomo Helburn's design, where he started off the cult and says, hey, these are going to be my rules and regulations when I start. No, but as it goes, and to either what he thinks or thought that he needs he to have strong control, so you change some of the rules as it goes along. And again, you treat the people one way, and the, and the hierarchy and, and management lives another way. Now, Iran, how, I guess they look at them like Naturi Karta? How would they have a, the connections to Iran? And it's an option. So at some point, if it doesn't work out for Romania, they can end up in in the people in Iran, right? Isn't that what they're talking about? Again, I'm you know I'm a, an American, so I'm not sure if that if that's necessarily going to work. Uh, although I must say, you know, there is a shliach today in, in Tehran. Um, uh, interestingly enough, and you know that the National Committee for Further Institution Education was responsible 40 years ago to, to saving over 3,000 
youngsters from Iran. Uh, so we have a little bit of a, of a connection there in, in working with I, Iranian Jews. Um, my brother was a, a rabbi, still a rabbi, in Queens in a Sephardic shul, and he had many in his community from Iran, and that's how uh, Lubavitch got involved then. My brother was sent by the Rebbe in 1978, in the summer of 1978, right before the, the fall of the Shah. So my my suspicion is, again, they have been reaching out to these people. Maybe it's a question of bringing money that they they, they brought cash, uh, or maybe it's a question, like you say, like in the Turakarta, where they say, listen, we will be a, a voice for you. Um, uh, and and somehow help you in the anti-Zionist uh, uh, fight that you're having. And some of these people may look at it that, hey, we have Jews that will fight anti-Zionists, and maybe that will be be, be good. Um, I, I can't I, I can't answer that. And and uh, but and I, and I know that the the team that's working right now is investigating some some of these connections uh, to see where it's going to go. I believe in the next few months um, there'll be a lot more news coming out and unfortunately also a lot more negative stuff that's coming out. The real big and biggest question is that the victims within the cult, particularly some of the women and their children who tried to get out or are trying to get out who are wanting to get out and they're not able to, uh, it's not exactly that you can, you know, you run to the corner and you can get into, run down to a subway and get, get from one place to another place. There, uh, the, these countries, there is, and where they are, there is no transportation. Um, one of the kids that I spoke to who ran away from there was, you know, was, was running in, you know, through the countryside for, for, for many, many hours before he got picked up. Um, uh, there are people who are paid off there working for them. Uh, it's, it is, it is a very, very difficult situation. And we're really, really hoping that between the pressure from the United States government, again, uh, with the Guatemalan government and, uh, just pressure from Jewish organizations and some of these people that have, again, have put in a tremendous amount of effort, money and, and time and sweat, um, that we will once and for all um, dismantle these guys, but in a way also that we'll be able to pick up all the pieces and, you know, and meaning the victims in a way that they'll be safe uh, and secure and to be able to rehabilitate them because the, the, the harm done to these people when you're brought up in a cult. And again, my, my, my experience is dealing with, getting kid, kid, uh, kids out of cults, because at that time I was dealing mostly with uh, teenagers or young adults, kids in their 20s. But I've dealt with cults that, who have trapped families. And I'm dealing with kids 10 and 20 years later, giving them counseling because their whole um, structure, you know, psychologists say that most of our, uh, or I should say some of our, um, uh, attitudes and, and ideas are, are, are set into us by the age of three, somebody age of six, but by nine years old, we're already set as, as human beings. If you are living in that type of environment, you're living with that type of discipline, you're living that, with that type of craziness, uh, it's very, very hard for you then to be normal. Uh, it's hard for you to go come out and the victims that, that I met with, you know, it's not that they were able to come out and go immediately go into a school and become normal and, and, and join the Hasidic community because now they want to be part of the community. There's a tremendous, tremendous, uh, uh, in, in the brainwashing, a tremendous amount of damage that's done and there's a tremendous amount of re rehab that has to be dealt with. Generally speaking, there are formulas based on how many years a person is involved in a cult of how much time they need in rehab. And to sort of the lesser crazy cults, it was for a, every year that they were involved in a cult, they need a month of rehab. Here's an interesting uh, email question. We're going to get some email questions. Uh, this listener writes, I find it ironic that Rabbi Shia Hecht, who's Lubavitcher, which some people classify as a cult, is talking about another cult. 
Um, so, so Zev, do you think it needs to be answered? I mean, listen, listen, it's quite. In my book, in my book, I write clearly. There are in the uh, in, in the um, introduction to the book, I say basically, cult leaders are have three interests in mind, um, or all sometimes all three. Um, most times all three, sometimes uh, less than the three. But, you know, they want power. I'm not sure in, in Chabad today that anyone is looking for power. Uh, or or um, does they want money. I'm not sure, again, the, the local Chabad houses don't run that way uh, at all. And uh, Or there's another thing which is, um, um, which is abused and something very holy which has been abused. And I don't think the the writer is suggesting that as well no so, and, and by the way a cult um, is where where you also have full mind control they can't leave and and the whilst, first thing is the first thing is the cult is going to isolate you from your family of origin from the world uh Labarich is very very much in the world very much involved in the world we believe very very strongly in family if, if you know the Labarich's that it's uh, it's its way. And by, by the way, the, the, tell him if you get my book and uh, buy the book and read it. And I'm, I'm sure he will re, uh, retract <laughs> his uh, his question. Here's another email question before we break. What is the motivation of these cult leaders of Leif Tahar? What's in it for them? For him? For them? Do they really believe in what they're preaching and engaged in? The first thing is power. Um, it, it was if it was Halbrand himself or now his son. It's a question of power, and that's where they they really break the back of their of their subjects, and and they're treated that way. Um, first of all, even in even in their um, philosophy of schooling, it's done in a way that they will again. These kids cannot go out from their yeshiva into a normal yeshiva, even another chassidish yeshiva. So it's basically power and control over the person. Uh, the second thing again, yeah, there was a certain amount of, of money that was collected on the, on these people and, 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 and there was a, an interest in money. And of course, uh, if, you, if, if you're being charged uh, with human trafficking, that clearly says that you're uh, either you, are, you have violated another very, very serious violation within Torah. Now, is is the cult being led by a woman? Because some of the leadership, I believe the Weinberg uh, brothers have been arrested. Um, so is it being run by a woman? No, but within their, within their separate, separating of, of genders, they have set a middle management for, for the women. So when the Malchus that was given to the women and there is uh, the Malchus the being the being the bee, they, they hit people. Uh, they gave him the lashes. The, 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 the lashes that they have given, um, yeah, is carried out uh, by other women. No, but I saw but, somewhere uh, that one of the reports that after the leadership was, or some of them were arrested, and I believe there, um, you know, two of them were arrested, that they're the, the who's leading the day-to-day activities is one of the uh, leaders' wives, or, or maybe, maybe it's Rabbi Hellbrand. They're, they're more involved than they were months ago, but that, I don't. We don't believe that they're in full, fully in charge. Rabbi Shehecht is our guest. Oh. His book is called Confessions of a Jewish Cult Buster. He's with the National Committee for the Furtherance of Jewish Education. We're looking at the extremist cult of Leif Tahar. They call themselves Pure Heart, but they're engaged in sex trafficking and they're engaged in abuse. They're engaged in kidnappings. They're engaged in other crimes as well, and they fled from Israel to America, to Canada, to Guatemala, Romania, and they're flirting with Iran. Hi, this is David Gabe, and you're listening to The Zev Brenner Show. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast, or perhaps a TV program? Talkline Network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day. Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical, business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevrenner at gmail.com.
You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. They didn't punish, they gave ticken. My ticken was usually Malkes. Malkes, I would get a lot from Daniela's wife, Shifu Goldman, or from Gittelmin Delwozna. The last time I got Malkes was with Goldman. I had to go get the belt and tell the principal that I wanted Malkus. I said, I believe the Irish stone knows that the patch I am receiving will clean my neshume. And like always, I had to take off my clothes. They would tie me up with a gothel, lay me down in front of the whole school, and I got lashes on the back many times. Really, the Bishay is worse than the Malkas. If you cried, you got extra lashes because you have to do chiva out of love and you are not allowed to cry. After, I had to kiss her hand afterwards. And then she gave me some mister for like 20 minutes and sometimes I would have to say the whole thing. Rabbi Sheen, you just heard from one of the survivors of the Lave Tahar cult, and we're exploring that. Rabbi Sheehath is a cult buster. His book is called Confession of the Jewish Cult Buster, and he's with the National Committee for the Furtherance of Jewish Education. Rabbi Heath, how did you get involved in, in trying to stop some of the work of Lave Tahar? Before I get that, I just want to say, that last little clip that you made is so painful is so sick, is so vile to think that there are people today, and I, and, 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 and they're, they're malbushit in Kedusha, that this is the way we punish kids. This is the way we, we treat kids. And basically, this is one little point that shows around the entire cult of how they ran and how they controlled their people. Again, I'm not sure people understood what what that little girl was saying, but simply have how she was uh, given Malchus. Which means lashes. She, she got lashes for, uh, for an infraction. They, they beat her. They whipped her. And she was not allowed to cry. And she had to thank them for doing this because after all, they're cleansing her soul rather than 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 hurting her. Uh, and that's the, 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 the sickness and the craziness of, of these people. Um I, the first time that I've uh, been introduced to to uh, Leiftar was probably twenty some odd years ago, um, when some of the first families were schlepped in. Um, unfortunately, um, Hellbrand, Slim Hellbrand, stuck around New York and a few different Hasidisha communities within New York, and he picked up here and there. Uh, one or two, uh, one person, another person, a family, and started building uh, his cult, and um, uh, and and then it was uh, parents who have come to me and and uh, asked me, please, if I can help them get their child out. At that point, number one is we did not know how um, how sick uh, Halbrand is himself. We did not know. His uh, his stance with halacha and and Torah, uh, which again we only found out later. Meaning to say that if I would have known that he himself these did not put on film, he himself did not keep Torah and mitzvahs properly, and surely therefore that uh, that he was uh, a a cult based on or with a, a man who was creating a cult with a desire for power. Uh, money and 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 uh, and favors. Um, I think it was it would perhaps I w- and and I must tell you now being involved and, and somewhat in the, in the background now being involved uh, I, I feel that I didn't do enough then 25 years ago when when I heard about it. And I'm not I don't remember the exact year that that they came to me, but these families uh, perhaps I should have been a little bit more diligent. In, uh, in in following up and getting more information. But at that point, the Jewish community, although they looked at him as a little bit of an extreme person, 
they didn't think that it was an evil person. They didn't think that it would come to this situation where now you have question of uh, of, of murder, a question of, uh, uh, of um, uh, immorality, a question of power, a question of tons, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars. I mean, just moving uh, 300 people from one place to another place to another place. I mean, they did have um, the government in Canada uh, fooled for a long time. Um, and then from they, went, they ran the day before they, they um, because they had complaints against uh, child abuse. But, um, but maybe Parvid Rabashehatan, maybe some of these governments were afraid of being accused of being anti-Semitic if they go after it, this group. It could be. It could be. Listen, the, 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 truth be told, the Quebec um, government were, is, is good to Jews, and particularly the Hasidic community uh, in, in, in Montreal and outside Montreal, in, in Tush. They're, they have a very, very good relationship with the, and these guys were in St. Agathe, um, which was about um, an hour ride from uh, the city of Montreal. And they had good relations with, with uh, the local authorities. Uh, complaints were being made. And it was the day before they were going to come in and basically just do a massive, uh, you know, arrest and, and take them all in that somehow they got tipped off. In the middle of the night, so you're saying away. so they're so saying they have powerful friends, they have money, and they're protected yeah. by different governments. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. if you read some of the stuff online, they claim they were protected even in the United States. Uh, so they had some connections. So you have here, yeah. you have Israel, you have Canada. I don't know how they ended up in Romania, of all places. Uh, well, yeah, but they went, so they went, so they went from, from, from Quebec to Ontario, which they stayed for a little while. And then they realized that um, that they were going to get picked up there as well. And they went to Guatemala, knowing that, you know, as far as we as Americans, it's a third world country. And you can see from the pictures and the videos that they've shown of how these people are living in huts. This is not a, a normal sukkah that you can take your bed out and go to sleep in the sukkah if you believe in sleeping in the sukkah or spending time in the sukkah. These are I mean, uh, rat-infested, bug-infested uh, um, stuff. And, and again, I, when you speak to um, some of the people that were, that were there, um, it was really, really uh, subhuman um, conditions. You would, you, would not, you would not really, around here, as we say, you wouldn't let your dog stay, stay there. Um, and, and again, the treatment to the people... Um, one would think that uh, when, if hey, if that's what they're treating me, if I'm a mother of children and they're taking their children away from me, my child that I have to nurse is now being taken away from me, or my child is being locked up in a, in a place for weeks that a parent is not a father can't talk to the child, mother can't talk to the child, can't talk to the siblings, etc. You would think they would want to run. The problem is that there's fear. There's fear and there's kidnapping. I'm just reading, in December 2018, U.S. authorities charged Nachman Hellbrands, age 39, and Mayor Rosner, age 45, with kidnapping two grandchildren of Shlomo Hellbrands. He's like the founder of the cult, whose mother had fled the community after she was ostracized for objecting to her 13-year-old daughter being married to an older man. So here you have, and by the way, Hellbrands and Rosner were convicted in November 2021, which is recent, under charges of conspiring to transport a minor with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity, conspiring to travel with intent to engage in illicit sexual conduct, and internationally parental kidnapping. So these are serious charges. The serious charge, the question is, in, in that country, will, will, we, will we be sorry to, to be carried out properly? The reason why they, they, um, the American government got involved is because of the tra- human trafficking. Um, and, and that, by the way, when, when they originally went to the FBI, that was not done easily. You know, it, uh, there, have been, there have been people who are, have been tried before, uh, and, but the team that's working right now, which are all our guys who are sort of underground, uh, and are they able to tell us who the team who the team is who the team is who the team are? Yes, that is, um, in other words, who, who is the team that's 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 trying to infiltrate well, right or trying team, to, the, to the, stop the, them? The, the, the 
the people who are now working obviously don't want enough people to know who they are. So they're, um, they're concerned for their safety, obviously, if they if they want to be in the shadow. First of all, they should be they should be uh, concerned about their safety. Um, if, if they ask me, and 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 number two is they're not going to fit, complete their job if uh, if it becomes political. They are are set for a job. They understand this is about. Number one, Pekuach Nefesh. Number one, one can probably say, you know, Gile Arois, Shvichas Domim, and Avoyt Zara. All three are basically, the three cardinal sins within our religion are basically under threat over here. Uh, and, and our main Nakuda is that we're afraid that this is the big question, the question was asked of me, if we do get a scoop and we're able to take all, you know, 300 people out in one time. Who is going to process these people? Who's going to take care of them? Who's going to give them the understanding, the love, the, the affection, the counseling that's necessary? And we're talking about uh, gen- two generations or sometimes three generations of, of, of people. Um, and I'm talking particular more for about, about, the, about the women and, uh, and the children that I'm more concerned because they are more vulnerable. Um, they, within the cult, I mean, what normal person will say, hey, if, they, if the authorities come to take you, take your life and, and, and do it as a shrita, as a carbon to Hashem. That within itself, just the fact that we know that they're teaching these things, first of all, again, makes the, our job a lot more difficult to stop these people. Absolutely, but, but also the people that there are, are brainwashed um, and to thinking a certain way where they can't leave, and if they do want to leave, they're probably hampered. Do we have any idea as to how many kidnappings and how many murders that Leif Tahar have been involved with? No, I, I, I don't know what, what number to, to say, but, but it's, it's definitely in the double, uh, double digits. Double digits. Is what I would say. Um, and, because because and, they uh, operate and, and again, they, yeah. what happens is like this: the fear of this is again. People don't understand when when you're dealing with a person who's brainwashed, and when you're in the cult, the fear that you have that if you leave the cult, you're going to die, or that you're going to suffer, and they they'll point to this one or to that one, um, is is so real to them that they're afraid to stick up for their own lives and go save their own lives. Uh, we're not talking about just a question of the mentality of a prison mentality where a guy says, Hey, I can't, I, I can't escape where it's, it's a step further. The fear that if you do escape, uh, God's going to get you. Uh, and, and because we're doing God's work. That's true. And a lot of cults. You, You're a cult buster. You know this is true. They're, they're, yeah, the only difference yeah. is that they're a, 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 a extremist Jewish religious cult, but they're typical of all other cults where they have manipulation, the sex trafficking, the abuse by the leadership, the poor sanitary conditions for the followers, while the leaders exploit them monetarily in other ways as well. The kidnappings, the intimidations. You know, if you leave the cult, they really go after you. So these are all symptoms of, of all the other cults as well. But one of the biggest questions when you do have it, when you face to face with them, you, you a, a kid, a kidnap, or you know, when you when you ha- have uh, when you're involved in deprogramming, is so share with us what were you told if you leave the cult? What will happen to you? Don't you realize that this is fear, uh, unfounded fear that they put into you? Sometimes it is founded because the, because the guy before before them that left, uh, what they did to. Um, we have a, a, a very, very serious problem when you're talk, talking about um, the amount of people that we're talking about and anyone who's going to do any type of raid in these places. Listen, we remember Waco, Texas. What right, happened? Right, the United right. States government killed seventy-five people uh, because they had they, you know, they felt there was no other choice but to uh, but to storm the place. Uh, we don't want one casualty. We don't want anyone to get hurt at all. And we are sensitive. I'm talking now when I say we, the, the team of people that are working, 
to get these people out. It's not even a question of physically how many people. We also want to make sure that it's mentally it's done in the best way proper. Anyway, Rabbi Sheheh, we are, we are out of time. I want to thank you for joining us and to shedding some light into the Leif Tahar. They are an extremist cult. And if people need to contact you, I know you have, you're have you confidential and obviously you'll treat it with discretion. How can people learn more? How can people get involved, whether to fight them or to have your participate in helping? 718 735 718 735 0200. They can also uh, reach me at Rabbi Shia at ncfje.org. That's uh, Rabbi Shia at ncfje.org. Thank and, you so much. Uh, let's hope and pray that before you even reach out to me, that uh, that from from heaven there's mercy upon the children, upon the women, and upon the men within this cult. That they well, they uh, are given an extra, first of all, strength to deal with the uh, the stuff that they were dealing with up until now, and clarity and and vision and understanding that what they're doing is wrong, and they have to go. Come back and come back into the proper Jewish fold. Anyway, thank Rabbi Shehach. The good vach to you and continued success. Your book, Confessions of Jewish Cult Buster, must reading. Thank you for being part of our show. Thank you, Tzadik. Bye bye. Thank you. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. For continuous Jewish programs, HawklineNetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms, or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the TalkLineNetwork.com. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.